Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, June the 30th. June the 30th. I want you to start thinking about that date, June the 30th. All right, so stay with me. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It is Thursday, June the 30th, 2022. It is currently 8.57 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, where we are broadcasting on the Church One app. We're broadcasting on the Sermons 2.0 app. We're broadcasting at the Victory Baptist Church website. We're broadcasting at the Theology Central pod page. We're broadcasting live on the Spreaker app. We're broadcasting live on the Version Bible app. And there's probably some other platforms that we're broadcasting live from. So wherever you may be listening, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in again on this Thursday. Did I say June the 30th, 2022? Did I say that? I think I did. And I think I even stopped myself and told you to pay close attention to that. Thursday, June the 30th, 2022. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean that it's Thursday, June the 30th, 2022? Well, that means tomorrow will be what? Oh, yeah, July the 1st. And then Saturday will be July the 2nd. So that means Sunday will be July the 3rd. And you know what that means. What does it mean that Sunday will be July the 3rd? Come on, come on, tell me. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? It means you're going to get a visitor at your church. Oh, you're going to get a visitor that's loud, that's flashy. Everyone's going to pay attention to this visit. Your church is going to get a visitor on July the 3rd. I absolutely guarantee it. Well, put it this way. How about... If your church is in the United States of America, you're going to get this visitor. I don't think the visitor is going to be showing up in other countries, but in the United States of America on July the 3rd, there is a a high probability, all right? In fact, the, the, the probability and possibility of the visitor showing up at your church is probably somewhere over 90% is what I'm guessing. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe I'm, maybe my number's a little off, but I just... You're going to have to be looking for it. You're going to have to be looking for it. And when that visitor shows up, well, you should be greatly offended. Now, typically, I'm, I love when visitors show up, and I would encourage you to be welcoming to visitors, obviously, and you should be grateful, and you should be thankful, and you should do everything you can to minister to that visitor. But in this particular case, the visitor should be asked to leave. In this particular case, the visitor should not find a welcoming place inside your church. But sadly, the visitor is going to be embraced. The visitor is going to be exalted. The visitor, in in a sense, is going to be praised inside your church. You see, Sunday is July the 3rd, meaning that Monday is July the 4th. And you know what that means here in the United States of America, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure you know what July the 4th is here in the United States of America. We celebrate our independence. It's Independence Day here in the United States of America on July the 4th. Patriotism, love of country. And that that 
idea of patriotism. That is going to be the visitor who arrives a day early and comes to your church. Instead of waiting till Monday, July the 4th, no, he's going to come sit down in your church and your church is going to, in many cases, sing songs of patriotism, do uh, patriotic acts have maybe patri- uh, symbols of patriotism inside the sanctuary. And that, I believe, should not occur. I don't believe it should occur. I know you're going to disagree with me, but I don't believe it should be allowed in the sanctuary because the church is a church. It's not a a place to promote nationalism. It's not a place to promote patriotism. It's the place to preach the gospel. It's a place to preach and proclaim God's word. It's a place to teach, to equip, to disciple. It's a place for spiritual edification. The the New Testament does not call the church to be promoting a country or, or promoting patriotism or nationalism. That's not what the church has ever been called or designed to do. But for some weird reason, when he gets close to July the 4th, the church goes absolutely, well, how can we say, almost becomes, promotes a form of idolatry, promotes love for something other than God. I I think there's some issues here, and we're going to need to talk about it. And here's the reason we're talking about it today. I woke up this morning. And guess what? The first news article I I come across, the very first news article I read on this Thursday, June the 30th, the very first news article I read, well, here is the headline. Most, please note the word most, Protestant pastors say it's important to incorporate patriotic elements into July 4 weekend services. So most Protestant pastors say it's important to incorporate patriotic elements. So the visitor is not only going to show up at your church, the visitor is now going to be participating in your worship service. Because most Protestant pastors say it's important to incorporate patriotic elements into your July 4 weekend services. All I can say is... It's not happening in my church, and nor will it ever happen in my church as long as I have anything to say or do about it. Now, the minute it starts showing up, it's time for me to go. I just I, you're going to say you think that's a deal breaker. I think it is. I think it is. I I, I put it this way: if you have a better option, you should take. It. I guess if you have no option, I mean, maybe. I don't know if I should. Okay, we'll we'll see. We'll 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 read this article before I make any possible <laughs> statements that's going to get me into trouble. But here we go. So most Protestant pastors say it's important to incorporate patriotic patriotic elements into July Fourth weekend services, and then they have a photograph. Oh, I dri- this drives me crazy. It's a Bible that's open. On top of the Bible is a little wooden cross, and guess what's laying uh, kind of across the top of the Bible? The American flag. The American flag, and it's draping on the, the American flag, oh, it just, so we mix this thing together. We mix patriotism and nationalism with Christianity, and then you end up with, well, in many cases, a form of Christian nationalism, which I think is a cancer and which has to be eradicated from the church. It has to be. But here is the article. 
A new LifeWay research study found that most Protestant pastors will worship God and honor America at church services this weekend. See, the visitor's on, it's on its way. The visitor's already driving to your church. I don't know where your church is located. If it's in the United States of America, it, it's going to, it's going to pull up and probably a, a, a flag painted vehicle. It's going to get out and it's going to be ready to sing patriotic songs, do the Pledge of the Allegiance. There's going to be a, a big American flag in your sanctuary that these are the things that are going to happen and it should not. Let me read this again, a new study found that most Protestant pastors will worship God and honor America at church services this weekend. About 56% of pastors said that they believe it's important to incorporate patriotic elements into worship services the week of July the 4th. Now, 56%. To be honest, I thought it would be much higher than that. I thought it would be much higher. Now, maybe the fact is, if, the, if depending on how the question was asked, do you think it's important? Many pastors may not think it's important, but many pastors may think if they don't, they're going to end up losing their job, and maybe they don't feel like it's a battle worth fighting. They're like, you know what? If people want a little bit of patriotism, let's throw it into the service. We'll do one or two things, and then we'll move on. Maybe they don't feel like it's a battle worth fighting. And I understand, sadly, that many pastors, you have to pick and choose your battles. You you do because that you're going to constantly be have people who re, who object what you're trying to do or push back, and you got to determine where you're going to draw that line. Now, I think this is a hill worth uh, dying on. I think this is a, a a battle that you should not back down from. I do believe that, but it's easy. It's always easy for. For so, look, if you're dependent on your church for your livelihood, in other words, they pay your salary and you need, then you're, you're in many cases, you're like, you know what? I, I got enough things to fight about. I can't fight about this, but man, this really needs to be uh, stood against. But here, so let's read this again. 56% of pastors said that they believe it's important to incorporate patriotic elements into worship services the week of July 4th. About 27% said they strongly agree. 42% said they disagree. Now, I, that's, that, that I'm, I am happy that 42% said they disagree. Now, they may disagree and still crumble. Now, that's the thing. 42% may say it's not important to have patriotic elements, but they may be the ones going, okay, okay, go ahead, you know, what, however your church works, if you have a choir, a worship team, whatever, or, or, or whoever's doing your music, you, you can throw in a one or two songs. In other words, they may not try to play it up, but they, they in their heart, they may go, man, I'm, I don't like this, but they may have to go along with it, depending on the kind of pressure that's put a place, a placed upon you. So 42% said they disagree, and 2% said they aren't sure. 2% said they aren't sure. Now, I can't read the rest of the article because I need to pay $49.99 a year so that I can get access to uh, well, the article. And I so I'm not going to pay $49.99, $49.99 a year so that I can get access to articles at christianheadlines.com. But there is this study. Now, I can probably, in fact, hang on. Can I actually get to the study itself? Uh, okay, here we go. The, I, I'm go I've gone 
So what I did is I went and found the actual uh, research from Lifeway. So we'll see if we can unpack this a little bit. It says, regardless of their opinions on patriotic elements, few pastors have a worship service as usual this week of 4th of July. Now, see, now that's interesting. That's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to discover. See, Maybe only, maybe some don't think it's important. Maybe some don't necessarily agree, but it says regardless of their opinion, once you actually get to the study, then you start seeing what I felt was going to happen. Regardless of their opinion. So pastors have opinions on whether there should be patriotic elements or not. But regardless of their opinion on patriotic elements, very few pastors will have a worship service as usual the week of July the 4th. Now, why? Why? So they have a, an opinion, but it can't just be church as usual. Why not? Why can't it be church as usual? Why is it that the 4th of July weekend has to somehow disrupt the proclamation of God's word? What, what happens? Let's see if they offer any insight here. Protestant pastors say they will worship God and honor America at church services this weekend, and they're not too worried churchgoers will confuse the two. So I'll say, so they're not worried. Most pastors are not worried that the, the, the people are going to confuse the two. I don't think it's a, uh, an issue of them confusing the two. It's the issue of merging the two. It's an issue of bringing the two together, and, and which creates at least the, some of the basic elements of Christian nationalism. Whether it, it turns into Christian nationalism, you're at least creating the elements and the concepts that forms it, from which it gives gives it birth, and you should do everything you can to prevent that. But let's see what they have to say here. So uh, most pastors, now some of this I'm going to be repeating, but now we have the, a full, the full study in front of us. Most pastors say, 56%, say it's important to incorporate patriotic elements into worship services the week of July 4th to celebrate America, including 27% who strongly agree, according to a Lifeway research study of, of U.S. Protestant pastors. Two in five pastors, 42% disagree, and 2% aren't sure. These findings represent a small decrease from a 2016 Lifeway research study where 61% of pastors felt such worship elements were important. Wow. So it's gone down since 2016. That is incurred. The other article did not give us that information. That is extremely uh, uh, encouraging. I want it to continue to decrease. I want it to, but again, I'm, my concern is even those who say, okay, it's not important, are you still going to allow it? See, it's one thing to say, look, you're asking me in a survey. Okay, hang on. They look around, right? Uh, they look around. Okay, there's nobody listening. Okay, um, okay, you're, you're from where? You're doing the research from whom? Okay, you don't know anybody in my church? Hey, you're not gonna, you're not recording this call, are you? Okay, all right. Okay, let me tell you. Look, between me and you, I don't really want the patriotic stuff in the church, but you know what? I got some people in the church that if I don't do it, it's gonna create problems. See, that's what I'm concerned with. That that even though the numbers may be decreasing as far as pastors acknowledging they think it's important, what are they actually allowing to take place inside the church? That is what I, that's what I'm still trying to get down to. And let's see if they offer anything here. Well, not a date on the Christian calendar, 
most Protestant churches adjust their worship services to acknowledge the birth of the United States each July, said Scott McConnell, executive director of Lifeway Research. For most churches, it isn't just tradition. The majority of pastors agree it's important to incorporate it into the worship experience. Now, again, what I I still want them to, I, I, I do believe most churches disrupt their calendar for July the 4th, right? I, I think they do. I think that they will either cancel an evening service or, or they, they change something in the morning service. Something is going to happen. They're allowing the celebration of the nation to interrupt the church of the living God. And since when should the celebration of a nation take precedent over the church. When you cancel services, like, okay, oh, especially if July the 4th falls on a Sunday. All right, guys, we're going to have morning service, but then we're going to cancel all, all evening services so that you can go out with your friends and family and celebrate the country. So you're going to go celebrate the country over coming to church. You're placing church, you're placing the nation over the church. And you say, no, 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 no. No, we just want them to be over. No, what do they go? Why wouldn't they be in church? But that that's... Remember, remember, you, you can't cancel services during a pandemic, but you can cancel services for a 4th of July celebration, right? So all right, whatever. All right, here we go. Pastors with no college degree, 70%, or a bachelor's degree, 67%, are more likely to see elements celebrating America as more important than those with a master's or doctoral degree. That's interesting. Why would less education increase the likelihood that a pastor would perceive patriotism as being important during a worship service? And the higher the educational level, the less important they see patriotism in the worship service. I wonder... That's an interesting, that's one we have to take apart. That's the one. Now you can say, well, it's because the quality of, if they don't have a, a degree, that they didn't go to a seminary. I, I don't know if it has anything with quality theological education. I don't think you need quality theological education to simply read your Bible and realize there's nothing in the Bible calling your church to be celebrating the nation and placing patriotism in and mixing it with Christianity. I don't think you need a great theological education to be able to figure that out, but that's a weird statistic. It says evangelical pastors, 64%, are more likely than their mainline counterparts, 48%, to value timely patriotic elements in worship service. So evangelical pastors uh, have, are more likely to say, hey, we're going to have patriotic elements in our worship service, which again, once again, I think demonstrates that evangelicalism and the United States of America has been politically co-opted. It's been politically hijacked. Denominationally, Pentecostal pastors, 77%, and those of non-denominational churches, 70%, are more likely than Methodist, Lutheran, Presbyterian Reformed, Restorationist. Uh, uh, so basically, it's Pentecostal and non-denominational, if I can read correctly, Pentecostal and non-denominational churches that are the most likely. That's weird. Pentecostal and non-denominational. 
right? Goes on to say, younger pastors, 18 to 44, are most likely to say the worship service doesn't need patriotic additions. Wow, 65% of younger pastors are like, hey, we don't need the patriotic stuff. Now, that, that seems to demonstrate maybe a cultural shift where the younger are not as patriotic as the older generation, which makes the older generation going, I long for the day where everyone loved America. What you should long for is that people love God and are dedicated to the things of God. But some people, it's usually I think the older people who want the patriotic stuff placed in the church. They they like it. They don't see anything wrong. I don't think the older generation even goes, wait a minute, what are we doing? We're in a church. Wait, why, why is there an American flag in the sanctuary? Wait, why are we singing patriotic songs? I think the older generation loves it. And I think that maybe the younger generation will be like, well, I didn't, what is this doing in church? I, 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 think, I think there is a generational gap here. I don't, I don't understand the educational gap, but I definitely understand the age gap here. Regardless, now this is what I wanted to get to. Regardless of their opinions on the importance of patriotic elements, few pastors have worship services as usual this week of Independence Day. For 15% of U.S. Protestant pastors, services are no different than other weeks. I want you to hear that. Only 15%. So it doesn't matter how many say, I don't think it's important. Only 15% are going to have church as usual. Everyone else, something's going to get changed. Something else is going to get moved around. Something's going to get canceled. And it's all because of patriotism. It's all because of Independence Day. It's all because of the 4th of July. That, to me, is problematic. It's so weird that, that if one thing happens in culture, we're like, how dare we let that impact the church? Nothing should change what the church does. Nothing should impact the church. And then something else happens like Independence Day, patriotism. And the next thing you know, we're, we're, we're moving everything around and we're, we're allowing it to impact the church. We're very inconsistent on what we think is allowable to impact the church and what isn't allowable. And it usually goes to our own personal preference, not a desire to just will truly be biblical. Most pastors say the 4th of July changes involve honoring veterans and their families as well as patriotic music. And, and I, oh, if you're in the United States military, if you're, if you're, if you're active duty, please stand. And everybody's like, yay. If you're a retired United, in the military, yay. And then, of course, everyone gets applauded and everyone gets on. Look, I, I know what you're saying. How dare you? For those who don't know, I served in the United States military, okay? 19 years active duty, got medically retired because of what happened to me, right? I'm now 100% disabled because of what happened to me. So I served my country honorably, okay? I'm a disabled vet, 100%, okay? So I, I served my country. So don't sit there and, and throw this at you. Do, you know, if you, if you made any sacrifice for your country, don't, don't start saying things about people that you don't know. That's the problem with people on the internet. I'll say something like this, and then people are going to bombard me with ridiculous claims demonstrating they don't have a clue who I am or anything about me. But I, I just I think that that's all like, no, it's the church. We're to honor God. We, oh, 
This stuff drives me crazy. Okay, so they're going to honor veterans um, and, and they're going to have patriotic music. Once again, we're going to bring in patriotic music. Um, and, and, and what have you ever found it interesting? There'll be these churches that will bring in patriotic music, right? Some kind of patriotic music, you know, something celebrating America, and nobody will have a problem with it. But if down the street, some, you know, seeker-sensitive church, one of these churches that are very much more modern in their approach, let's say they bring in a song, a secular song by, I don't know, you you, you can bring in any popular artist, Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa, you, you could go on, you know, you can go, we can go through different artists. I won't go through a whole list of, of popular artists, but any, or even if it's a, if it's an older secular song by, it doesn't matter, a Beatles song or anything like that. Everybody loses their mind. Like how dare they bring in this secular music into the sanctuary? This is ungodly. This is unholy. They're, they're corrupting the worship of the true God. Hey, on July 4th, we'll have some patriotic songs. Now, once, once you open the door for bringing in music, that's, well, something other than what the church should be about. Well, then you can't criticize when others do the same. It's always like, hey, I, we can take liberties and what we do, but we will condemn everyone else who takes any liberties. I, I always find that greatly inconsistent. But they're going to bring in patriotic music. Okay. Um, a majority say they recognize those with family currently serving in the armed forces, including special music honoring America. Say again, music honoring America, music honoring America, music honoring America, not music honoring God, but music honoring America. How does that show up in a worship service? Literally, you're honoring, you're exalting, you're saying America is worthy of our praise. You're literally making America the object of worship. Okay, <laughs> someone said the patriotic songs are in the hymnal. You may, I have to look at ours. We have the Trinity hymnal. Now we do have, we have, we have three, we have three, we have the, we have three things in our, in our pews. We have kind of a handout. Those are more like praise courses that we usually do acapella. Then we have, oh, what's it called? I can't remember the other hymn, hymn book. It's the hymn book that we got at the very beginning of the church. And then uh, someone who visited our church who was reformed bought us brand new uh, Trinity hymnals. Now they got us the ones with the Westminster Confession in it, the red one instead of the blue one, which has the London Baptist. So I don't know if our, if I would look to see, I would hope it doesn't. I'm going to look and see. But in some hymnals, you're right. The patriotic songs are there. But the thing is, if they're, if they're honoring America, if the song is honoring America, you've just met, I mean, when we, we talk about worship is declaring something as worthy, something worthy of our praise, something worthy of our adoration, something worthy of our, of our love. Well, if, it's, if you're taking a song that's elevating or exalting America and everybody is singing it, I, I'm sorry. that, that I, I know. Put it this way. This is a situation. Okay, I'll, I'll try to explain it. And Catholicism. As a Protestant looking to Catholicism, you say, they worship Mary. They worship Mary. And, and then Catholics will say, oh, there's a difference between honoring. There, it's, a, it's a different kind of thing. Uh, okay, someone says they're definitely uh, in the SBC hymnal. Battle hymn, my country, uh, tis of thee, tis of, tis of thee, however you say it, etc. All right. Yes. Um, well, 
I mean, I don't know what to say other than it's an SBC hymnal. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Okay, but yeah, time to get rid of the SBC hymnal. Uh, but I am going to look and, and see if it's in ours. I just know that nobody in my church would dare bring one of those songs. So I'd be like, wait, no, stop, 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 stop. Not happening. Not happening. Okay, but so, so I, I, I yeah, that, that, would, that would cause me some problems. But back to what I was saying. I, I believe that when you uh, bring songs into the worship service that are honoring America, that's a form of worship. And just like, and, and people will say, no, 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 no. It's just honoring. It's not worship. It's different. But the same thing happens when Protestants criticize Catholics for worshiping Mary. They're like, no, no, no. It's a different, it's not the worship that we give to God. It's an honoring. It's a different kind. It's, it's not the same. And, he, and then Protestants are like, how ridiculous. It's not the same. And then they turn around and they're like, wait a minute. What are you doing with America on your 4th of July service? What are you doing? You're singing songs that's honoring it. You're singing songs that exalt it. You're singing songs that lift it. And you're offering some kind of praise to it. And that's in a worship service. And it's no longer God. It's a form of idolatry. But it's an acceptable form of idolatry. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm not going to make myself popular here, but that's okay. All right. Um, so they so they they're going to have special music that honors America, re- recognize living veterans, and recognize families who have lo- lost loved ones in the service to our country. Three in ten pastors say they include uh, other special ceremonies to honor America, and fourteen percent make other changes to the service. So, bottom line is what what this is demonstrating is what I w- feared is that even the pastors who went asked. I'm not really, I don't really think it's important. They may, they may, they may give some indication that maybe this is not what they want. They're still going to go along with it. They're still going to make changes. They're still going to do things. And that, uh, again, it's easy for me to say, come on, stand up. It's easy for me to say, and they're like, yeah, and then I won't have a job come Monday. I, I, I understand that. Okay. Uh, changes to July 4th services today are similar to those described by pastors in 2016 with significant emphasis on people who have served in the military, said McConnell. The biggest changes is fewer churches, including, uh, the biggest change is fewer churches, including special music related to America. So the, uh, the one thing that has changed is the pastors are allowing, some of the pastors have decreased the music. That went from 66% of churches having some kind of special music honoring America, and that's down to 58%. So what some of the pastors have done, okay, we're going to do away with the music, but we're going to bring in other elements. Now, maybe I'm hoping that they see the music as problematic because it's almost as, well, you're honoring, you're singing songs honoring and exalting something other than God, which would be majorly problematic for a worship service. So maybe, maybe that's why I don't know for each of, uh, for each of the possible worship service changes, pastors 65% and older and those in the South are among the most likely to say their churches make that change. So it's older pastors and in the South. So if you're in the South and you're older, if your pastor, if your church is in the South and your pastor is older, you, you could, something is probably, well, patriotism is going to make a visit on Sunday. It's going to come right on in and take over the service. Pastors at large churches, those with attendance of 250 or more, are among the most likely to say their worship services the week of July 4th 
include recognizing family currently serving in the armed forces, living veterans, families who lost loved ones. So it's larger churches. Meanwhile, smaller churches, those with fewer than 50 in attendance, and those with 50 to 99 are among the most likely to say their worship service and changes include special music. So the larger the church, they're going to do the honoring of, of, of military members, and they're going to do that. Smaller churches are more likely to incorporate the music. That's weird. It's weird. So the larger the church, hey, we're going to honor everyone, right? And the smaller church, we're going to sing songs that honor America. I, I, that's kind of a, may, I don't know. Uh, that, that's something, sometimes trying to figure out the differences in how churches do something is, is intriguing, but it can be maddening at times. I think larger churches are better at, maybe the reason they're larger is they're really good at trying to make people comfortable and finding different ways to honor people and recognize people. Maybe they're more, they're better at, at how they make people feel. I don't know. I, I don't want to be too skeptical, but okay. Um, young pastors are among the most likely to say their worship service the week of July the 4th are no different from other weeks. Additionally, restorationist movement pastors are more likely to make no changes than Baptist, uh, Methodist, Pentecostal, uh, and non-denominational pastors. So restorationist movement pastors are more likely to make no changes. That's interesting. Now, here we go. Apart from the patriotic holiday, two-thirds of U.S. Protestant pastors see nothing wrong with flying the U.S. flag in their church all year long. And if you've been to my church, you know that isn't going to happen, nor will it ever happen. The American flag, no flag of any country, will ever be flown in our sanctuary, not even on our property. The cross is on the wall not a flag. We're not there to honor a flag, elevate a flag. We're not there to display the flag. We're there to preach the word of God. I want people to see the cross and hear the word of God preached. That is what the church is about. That is what the church is about. Maybe the only time, see, no, I don't think, no, in my my military uniform. I did not have an American. I know uh, some of the, I think some of the new uniforms have the American flag on the shoulder, on the arm. So no, I think there was a couple of times I had to uh, come to church in my uniform. I think I changed. Um, but no, I don't, don't think there was ever an American flag on, on anything there. When I, no, I, I'm trying to think of, of, of any, nope. So I, I don't think it's ever even shown up in any way, shape, or form like that. So, uh, but so let's read this again. Apart from patriotic holidays, two thirds of U.S. Protestant pastors see nothing wrong with flying the U.S. flag in their church all year long. Lifeway research found 67% say it's appropriate for a church to display the American flag in worship services throughout the year. Another 28% disagree. I can't believe 28% disagree. I'm very, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. 28% disagree. That's good. I, I don't know what in the world is going on in the minds of the other pastors. Like, hey, let's bring an American flag into the sanctuary because we're here to worship God. And one of the things that we need here is the American flag in our, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, they sh- uh, the share of those in favor of year-round flag flying in service is down slightly 
from 74%. So it's that's coming down as well. So that there's it's, there's a lot of decrease in a lot of these issues. But again, I think what's happening is that I think pastor, some pastors' attitudes are changing, right? But in many cases, they still have to go along with the congregation. I think many pastors' attitudes may be changing, but I think they feel like they may be in an uphill battle against changing some of the attitudes of the congregation. And I can understand that these are t- tough battles. I would be curious to know what's changing the minds of some pastors. I'm hoping they're seeing the political hijacking of the church and the Christian nationalism in the church, and they're realizing something's got to be done. That's what I'm hoping. They go on to say here, some denominations offer specific guidance regarding displaying the American flag, but most congregations decide on their own whether it's present, McConnell said. Because a national flag is a symbol, it often means many different things to different people. So discussions around the reason for it its presence in many churches can be just as divisive. Well, the thing is, is or are just as diverse, they should say. So in other words, you can get lots of different opinions on, on what it represents and why it's there. Here's what I would say. Once again, if you're going to bring something into the, ch- into the church, into the sanctuary, into a service, that's not either given in scripture, have anything to do with scripture. In other words, it's basically, I'm going to call it a secular symbol or secular songs, then you can't sit there and act like you're spiritually superior to the churches that bring in all kinds of other nonsense. You can't say, well, we just bring in the American flag and some patriotic songs. Then then don't condemn the church down the street bringing in their their ridiculousness into their services. You can't do that. You can't have it both ways. Once you open the door, then I'm sorry, lots of different things can come in. Lots of different things can come in. Generational and educational divides are evident again as pastors, 65 and older, 81%, and those with no college degree, 79%, are among the most likely to see the year-round American flag as acceptable. What is it? I don't understand the education. The more education, the less patriotic you are. The more education, the less likely. Nope, we are not going to have the American flag in the sanctuary. What does it have to do with education? I, I'm not, I'm not comprehending that. I had issues with this stuff when I was a teenager. Okay, uh, maybe that was it. But, but I but I didn't have anything to do with my educational level. I don't understand the education. Can someone explain to me why? Those with more education are less likely to think patriotism belongs in a church service. Those with more education are most likely not to think the flag belongs in the sanctuary. But if you are older and have less education, it it shouldn't be that way. That one blows my mind. Uh, While most churches are comfortable incorporating patriotic elements into their buildings and worship services, some U.S. Protestant pastors worry their congregation may be taking things too far. Oh, you think? Well, congrats. Welcome. You think that now they're taking it too far? Things were too far in the 1980s, the 1990s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and now in the 2020s. Things have gone in too far. I don't know about before then, but as soon as I started having anything to do with Christianity, I was like, 
what I, I've got issues. So I, 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 it's just like, but now, but now they're going too far. I'm glad they're at least they woke up and realized this. So while most churches are comfortable incorporating patriotic elements into their buildings and worship services, some U.S. Protestant pastors worry their congregations may be taking things too far. Almost two in five say their congregation's love for America sometimes seems greater than their love for God. You think you d- you, congratulations, you just realized it. It's been a major problem. Their love for country, their love for the second, for the right to bear arms, second amendment, their, their, their love for their political party has superseded the love for God a long time ago. You got Christians in your church who spend more time keeping up with what's going on on Fox News and other political talk shows about their favorite political party than they do spending time in God's word. You got Christians who'll get far more upset about any liberal politician wanting to make any kind of rules restricting the the buying and selling of guns. They'll get more upset over that than a church down the street teaching a modalistic view of the Trinity or a modalistic denial of the Trinity. They'll get more upset over uh, someone saying something, uh, you know, about guns or anything in regards to their political party uh, than they will over a false gospel. It's been a major problem. This has been a major problem for a long time. Right? So, but so many pastors now are worried that their congregation, they feel their congregation's love for America seems greater than their love for God. Um, that's that's crazy. That marks a significant decline from 2016 when most pastors expressed worry their congregation occasionally had more devotion towards their country than God. So since 2016 to today, pastors are becoming more and more concerned. You didn't catch on what was happening in 2016. You didn't realize the whole Trump thing. You didn't see that there was a problem in the evangelical church. You didn't see it back then. Well, I'm glad you're catching on, but once again, this is where, oh, it drives me crazy, drives me crazy. So many times the church is always reactive instead of proactive. Pastors, we're supposed to be the one going, uh-oh, uh-oh, okay, guys, 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 we got a problem right here, right here, right here, right here, we got a problem right here, right now, we got to address it. And pastor is always like, nope, not going to worry about it, not an issue. And then four or five years later, did you see we have a pro- Yeah, I tried to tell you about it five years ago. Yeah, I, I don't know. Were you, were you not listening? Were you not paying attention? Uh, I can't stand how the church is always so reactive instead of being proactive. What, what? We're the ones who are supposed to understand the times. We're the ones who are supposed to see the trends. We're the supposed to be the one going, something's not right here. People are not thinking biblically. Now all of a sudden pastors are like, I don't know what happened. I think my I think my people love God. I love America more than God. Something's wrong here. Yeah, it started <laughs> a ways back. Oh, that's crazy. It says, uh, In the last six years, many pastors' concerns about patriotic idolatry in their congregation. um, No, wait a minute. This is... Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to go back and read this again. All right, I'm going to put this together because maybe I'm misreading this. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of this. It says, love of country... 
or love of God. I got to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm understanding this correctly because I think I don't want to misrepresent this. Okay. Maybe they, maybe they're, they were not, uh, Reactive. Maybe they were proactive. Okay, let, let's read this again. All right. While most churches are comfortable, that's what happens when you read these statistics and you stop in the middle of it to give commentary. Sometimes you got to read all of them, then go back and give your commentary. So I apologize, but let's let's make sure we make sure I'm understanding this correctly. All right. Here we go. While most churches are comfortable incorporating patriotic elements into their buildings and worship services, some U.S. Protestant pastors worry that congregations may be taking things too far. Almost two in five say their congregation's love for America sometimes seem greater than their love for God. Uh, that marks a significant decline from 2016 when most pastors expressed worry their congregation occasionally had more devotion towards their country and God. So, so it seems that the, the concern, pastors have a less concern now about their their congregations, uh, yeah, it looks like I guess what they're trying to say is that in 2016, 53 percent expressed a concern, and now it's down to 38 percent. So it's actually gone down. So pastors now are less worried about their. Okay, well then that, that means at least they saw what was happening with the Trump situation, and they were worried. But I don't know why it would go down. That is bizarre. So I guess they were proactive. They weren't reactive, but they were proactive. And now they're just like, okay, the problem is over. I, how could it decrease? I think the problem of the congregation loving the country more than God, to me, it, it's it's increased. I don't see it decreasing. I see it increasing. I think Christian nationalism and the political hijacking of the church, not only is it bad now, it's going to get worse moving forward. That is bizarre to me. So they say this, in the last six years, many pastors' concerns about patriotic idolatry in their congregation has faded like any idol, the temptation to prioritize worship or depend on our nation over God can resurface at any time. So this seems to be that many pastors are like, okay, the problem's the problem's passed. It's over. That is weird. So on one hand, they did a good job. They saw what was happening in 2016. That's good. Now remember, these are pastors expressing their like private concerns. I don't think it manifested. It didn't stop what was happening in the churches. The churches were still doing the patriotic services because it's already demonstrated that most pastors are still making changes even if they don't think they should be. So, so they may have been proactive. Oh, well, I can't say they were proactive. They were pro-concerned. I don't think they did much. And some weird reason now they think the problem is past. Is it just me? But I, I think the problem is getting worse. That is weird. Um, and again, I, I want you to patriotic idolatry, patriotic idolatry. I just want you to look around on July the 3rd in your church and see, do you see any patriotic idolatry? And if you see patriotic idolatry in your church and then you hear people in your church criticize what other churches are doing, you may want to tell them to be quiet and start go look in the mirror. 
all right? Because it's absolutely insane how they'll criticize some seeker-sensitive church for doing something, and then they have patriotic idolatry all over the place on July 3rd or July 4th. And, and no, you don't have the right to criticize anybody when you're celebrating idolatry in your own church. Young pastors are more concerned than the older pastors. Those 18 to 44, 47%, and 45 to 54, 42% are more likely than pastors 65 and older to say their congregation sometimes seems to love America more than God. So once again, it's younger pastors going, hey, there's a problem here. And older pastors are probably like, this is, they, I, I, I have a fear that there's some pastors, the more their people love the country, the more they believe that's a sign of some kind of spiritual growth. Pastors in the South who are among the most likely to incorporate patriotic elements in worship services, and those in the Midwest are more likely than pastors in the Northeast to worry about misplaced devotion. And then that concludes the report. So I do apologize that I, I was I was reading it that the, the number had increased, but no. So in 2016, more pastors were concerned that their congregation loved country more than God and today, that number is decreasing. So pastors over the last six years have gotten over their concerns. I wonder if they've gotten over their concerns or if the pastor's mindset has changed. There's a lot there to unpack in these numbers. So I'm glad we were able to find the actual article. And because the Christian headlines wanted me to pay $50 uh, to get access to the rest of it, I'm glad Lifeway posted all of their findings so that we can uh, try to analyze them. And I know there's statistics, and those statistics only give us a picture. And I know statistics, depending on how questions can ask, someone will always send me an email going, I don't trust any statistics. And I'm like, do you not trust those statistics at 100% or like, okay, no, whatever. But they, they, they give us at least a little bit of insight. They give us some, some things to at least discuss. So here's what I'm going to say. You need to pay attention to patriotic idolatry, to the presence of patriotic idolatry in your congregation, in your church, and in your own heart. And if it shows up at your church, like I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. If you if you are in a position where you know it's coming, you know it's going to be there. I would say, obviously, if, if there's a church that doesn't do it, that would obviously be a good option. But if you don't have a, a church like that you can go to, then you're stuck. Personally, and I'm, I have a hard time saying this, I would just not, I would skip, I would skip. I just wouldn't go. I wouldn't make it like, I wouldn't post on social media, I'm not going. I wouldn't be like loud and bombastic and try to make some, you know, a spectacle of yourself. Just quietly, just not show up. Now, if you, uh, if you're in a position where you have to serve, that's a different yeah, I, that's a whole different thing you have to deal with. I'm just talking the average church member. I just wouldn't show up. I just wouldn't show up. That's if you know in advance what's coming. If you know in advance what's coming. Now, if you get there and patriotic, patriotic idolatry is on full display, I, I part of, you know, when I was young, I would say, get up and walk out. But I, I, I wouldn't do that now because I think you're just, it, you become making more of a spectacle about yourself. You're just trying to let everyone see that you're taking a stand against it. And it becomes more about you than it. I would, uh, at, on Monday, I don't know, I mean, wait till Tuesday, contact your pastor and just say, hey, look, I just want you to know I'm not here to, to argue or to, or to try to fight with you. I just want you to know 
that I felt that what happened on Sunday was patriotic idolatry. I know you disagree, but I want to just let, just to express my concern, there's no problem, not going to cause any problems, not going to, and you assure him that you're not going to be running around trying to get everyone to turn against him. Make sure you know that you still support him, but just at least let him know that there is a perspective in, well, at least one church member who sees some of the -the over-the-top patriotic idolatry as problematic. So I would say conduct yourself in the most godly way possible. And I know some people say skipping church is not godly. Well, I understand, but if the church is participating in patriotic idolatry, then you're skipping an idolatrous practice, which I think is more than biblical to skip, okay, right? I don't think you're supposed to be a part of, a, of, a, of an idolatrous situation. I think you are, I think it's, it's perfectly acceptable to skip that if you can. Now, if you have to serve, you've just got to go and make the most of it and try to be as godly as you can. And then in private, in private, not not calling everyone, not causing problems, and private, just say, hey, look, love you, Pastor. Thank you so much for what you do. I just want you to understand that I struggle greatly with the patriotic idolatry that was evident in our church. Now, you may not want to say patriotic idolatry or with the patriotism that I felt is problematic in a worship service. And, um, and, then, and then just leave it. You don't, 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 don't walk away bitter. Don't walk away mad that they did not listen to you. Your job is just to express it and then give him something to think about. That's all you hope to do is, is not to try to demand change and say, well, if, you, if you don't do this, we're going to leave. I mean, I've had too many. Those kinds of threats always drive me crazy as a pastor. I'm like, okay, just make, you know what? Don't bother threatening. I'll just help pack your car and you can go ahead and go now. I hate those threats. Um, just you voice your opinion in the most godly, caring way possible, and then you you just move on. But um, it, I don't know what's going to happen in, in your church. I, I You know what? I know that there's going to be I, – I don't even want to listen to the sermons that get posted on the internet starting, uh, you know, on Monday or Tuesday of, of next week because they're, they're going to just be filled with patriotic idolatry. And I, I, I'm going to say it this way. Idolatry of any kind inside a worship service should be condemned. Protestants got no problem talking trash about Catholics and their, their idolatry of Mary. Catholics got no problem condemning anything Catholics do in a worship service that they believe is idolatrous or wrong. I and mean, then we turn around and say, hey, hey, Catholics, you know, we, we think you're a bunch of idolaters, but but give us give us just a second because we're going to show you how it's really done. Boom! A 4th of July spectacular! It's going to be stupendous! It's going to be right here in the sanctuary! Yes, it's going to... Everyone bring an American flag! And we're like, we'll show you Catholics how it's really done. We're so good at condemning everyone else's idolatry, not so good at seeing our own. Now, that's true not only in church. It's true, well, just me sitting right here in front of a microphone because the we, we all know Calvin's statement that's been paraphrased a million different ways. The human heart is an idolatry factory. We, the human heart just puts out idolatry. The human heart loves idolatry because we're sinful. So we, and we idolize it can be anything. It can be a hobby. It can be material wealth. It can be a, a material possession. It can be a relationship. It can be so many, and it can be a country. It can be a flag. It can be patriotism. And that is just as much of a form of idolatry as anything else. If we're going to preach against idolatry, right? If you're going to preach a sermon against idolatry, then maybe you should start on July the 3rd. Maybe on July the 3rd, 
you could start. Maybe if you're a Sunday school teacher and you have freedom, maybe July 3rd Sunday school uh, class should be a a lesson on idolatry. Maybe it should be because I think this is still in most Bibles. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Do not have other gods beside me. Do not make an idol for yourself. But are, are you familiar with those words? L- let me read it in a different translation. Maybe you're familiar with it written this way. Maybe you're familiar with it this way. Because, and, and I'm assuming it's it's probably even in a Bible put out by the SBC. I'm joking. Okay. All right, here we go. And God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord that God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Thou shall not make unto thee any graven image, any idol, no other God. I wonder if what's really going to happen on July the 3rd is that an idol is going to be erected and put up and set up in your sanctuary. The visitor that's on their way to your church right now, that's going to arrive on July the 3rd, and is going to come walking into your sanctuary, that visitor is going to become the idol, and it is the idol. And that idol is going to be given a place of prominence, a place of preeminence inside the sanctuary. And that idol will draw the love, adoration, praise, and worship to itself and draw it away from the true God who is supposed to be exalted and praised and feared. And churches are going to be the ones pointing people to something other than the true God. And they're going to do it in the name of Jesus. Which means they're going to be taking God's name in vain. Patriotic idolatry. It's got to be condemned. All right, you can email me your disagreement to newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I know many will disagree, and I apologize for that. I know maybe I used a a little bit too much sarcasm. Um, I I don't understand why some pastors think the problem is going away. That's that's the part of those statistics that completely threw me off. I was con- I was going after like how 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 come they're being so reactive now? No, they 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 saw what was happening in 2016, and I guess now they don't think the problem is there. Um, I don't understand some of those statistics are just odd to me, but it just once again is another piece of information that demonstrates what I've been seeing. I feel like I've been preaching against my whole Christian life is this idea of patriotism, patriotic idolatry, which has to be condemned. All right, thanks for listening. We'll be doing live broadcasting off and on throughout the day. So uh, get the Church One app, Church O-N-E, 
Church O-N-E, that's Church One, Church O-N-E, Android or Apple, download it, do a search for Theology Central, make sure inside the Church One app you have all of the notifications on, and then you'll get notified every single time I go live today, and what we're hoping is we're very, last month, we did very good for the Sermons 2.0 Church One app. We were like over 7,000 streams and downloads just on that platform alone, just that platform alone. So uh, we're, we're very close. Now, last month we had, what, 31 days? Today, this is the last day of the month. So we're hoping we can, we can get to 8,000. I'd like to get to 8,000 by midnight tonight, but we don't want you just downloading stuff that you're not listening to. We don't want to, we don't want to uh, fraudulently increase the numbers. But if, you, if there's anything you need to listen to today, anything, that you're behind on, use the Church One app to listen to it today to get us to the 8,000, because that would be great. Uh, someone said, thank you. I, 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 I don't, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I get some thank yous today. I hope, but I know that this, I, I guess I feel bad for the people who May I feel bad for people who may agree with me, and then Sunday they're going to go to church, and patriotism, the idol of patriotism, is going to be right there in their sanctuary. I do feel bad for people who have to experience that. But hopefully, hopefully, um, put it this way, even if you disagree with me, I hope you will at least recognize the importance of maybe hearing this perspective. Because I think that there, there needs to be a counter perspective versus what's going to happen in most churches. All right. And uh, you can you can let you I, I you don't have to give me the name of your church. I don't want it. But if you if you take any pictures of what's going on in your church or any video of what's going on in your church, I would love to see it. I don't need the name of it. I don't want I don't. I, and, and you can tell me, hey, don't mention anything about this. I don't I don't want anything. There's no report that comes from what happened. And then I won't mention it at all. But I do like to see what like what's happening in other churches, because I'm usually shocked or perplexed. Like, wait, your church did what? And I don't want to if I do, if you do show me something and I'm like, what in the name of bubblegum was that? Don't get offended because I just sometimes I'm shocked and surprised because I do, I am very grateful that I'm in a church where no one's had any problems with the fact that there's no American flag. I think when I first came into the building, someone wanted an American flag. I'm like, that's never going to happen. I, no one's ever been offended and we don't do patriotic songs and I don't have people in the military stand up. I don't do any of those things. We just come, you know, Sunday is going to be like, all right, open up your Bibles to the book of Jude. All right, open up your Bibles to the book of Romans, or, or, or we're going to go back to our study on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to do on Sunday. It's just going to be just normal. That's what we do with pretty much, it. I, we, we don't really change anything for anything other than like, okay, I'm not ready to preach this, or or okay, well, we're going to got some people gone, so we'll change what we preach. But every, it's the same every single time because, well, it's the church. So, um there you go. All right. I keep I keep saying I'm going to stop and then then I don't want to stop because I feel like I'm whenever I do these messages that I know there's going to be people angry, I just feel like I have to keep talking and maybe they'll be like, "Okay, well, maybe, maybe he's not such a bad guy after all." Okay. I, I want I wanted him dead. Now now I just want to slap him. So so I keep trying to talk that maybe I can kind of like t- talk people off the edge and they're like, "Okay, okay." Okay, he, he he felt, he seemed a little nicer at the end. Okay, I, I thought I was nice throughout. All right, thanks for listening. We'll be back 
uh, here shortly. Newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great day. And whatever happens on July the 3rd, just conduct yourself in a biblical and godly manner. That's the one thing you can do and not conduct yourself in an incorrect way. All right, God bless.